0: This is Radio Dad with Mike Austin. Shining the spotlight on dads, stepdads, granddads, all dads. Bye, Daddy. And now, Mike Austin.
1: And here we go with another edition of the show. Ladies and gentlemen. Yes. From time to time, radio programs of vastly individual and divergent types are presented for rib-tickling mirth for genial good fellowship. The program you're about to hear is presented for the next 30 minutes. Okay, bye. This is the Radio Dad Podcast. Welcome to another rousing edition of Fatherhood Explored. I'm Mike Austin, and this is the Radio Dad. I don't know. I found that. I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, hopefully, we'll make it to a half an hour here today with our uh, our fatherly content, dadly advice, and, and stuff like that there. All right. We got a couple of guests we're going to throw at you here today, uh, and we'll get to them here in uh, in just a minute. Uh, first of all, it's going to be Stephan Lanfer. Uh, Stefan wrote a book called Faith of a Child and Other Stories of Being a Dad, but we want to talk specifically about one of the things he covers there, and that's resentment. You resent, let's say you 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 have your first child, maybe your second, and all your time is devoted to that, you know, your family, and rightly so. That's the way it goes. That's what's, That's how it's designed. And you start resenting not being able to hit the golf game, go to the gym as much as you wanted, uh, where's a little me time? Where's a little dad time? Huh? That kind of thing, and fatherhood resentments. It's it's real. They've studied it anyway. Stefan writes a little bit about that. It's a very lighthearted, kind of easy read, quick book. That's going to be groovy, cool. And then I got to talk to Dan Steenerson. Dan is uh, a business consultant, and if you listen to Radio Dad for any length of time, whether the short uh, Radio Dad minute. Or that which is on uh, Terrestrial Radio, or here on the podcast from RadioDad.com. Well, you know, I am enamored and respectful of guys who've stuck their neck out and started a business and who are successful. I know many. I've tried over the years on different businesses and uh, have failed. So one or two have become sort of successful. But Dan Steenerson is uh, – and, and so I call dads who start businesses, especially in families – these are dadpreneurs, all right? But not everybody's cut out for it, but every, but not everybody wants to do it. The guys who want to do it but can't do it are called wannapreneurs, and Dan's going to talk about that a little bit with us too. And how to deal with that. How do, you, how do you, Let's say you got some great ideas. You just don't have the expertise to get her done, right? You don't have the connections. You don't have the money, the financing, all of that. You can't just go on Shark Tank. So Dan Steenerson is going to talk about wannapreneurs, and uh, that'll be up in a minute. Hey, speaking of being on terrestrial radio, I wanted to take some time. I haven't done this before. I wanted to thank some of our radio sponsors. We have uh, a, a daily, dadly advice. Monday through Friday, it's a fatherhood minute. And we're on uh, some radio stations around the country out in Deming, New Mexico, KOTS. Thank you, John Kreeble. Uh, WAKV in Otsego, Michigan. Speaking of Michigan, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. WYGR. Uh, WVIL in Virginia, Illinois. Out in Pennsylvania. Emporium, Pennsylvania. WLEM in Dodge City, Minnesota. Thing called Definitive Hits. Oh, well, Corey Harker out there. If you go to definitivehits.com and then he throws in our daily, deadly minute. Anyway, it's WCLO, Janesville, Wisconsin. Uh, I'd love to get some stuff out on the West Coast. If you know of a radio station or are a a radio person, you'd like to have my daily uh, Dadly Minute on. That'd be great. Radio Dad Minute. Uh, We'll get to that. And, of course, we want to thank our our sponsor. These guys have been with us since day one and all the various incarnations of Radio Dad. And that is a small family-owned business called BeRescued.com. We love their products. They do awesome stuff. Uh, It's all uh, natural products made from bee propolis. Go to beerescued.com. There's shaving gel for both him and her, mom and dad. There's aftershave cream. There's uh, rescue balm, which is good for cuts and everything like that. They have raw bee pollen. They've got a number of different products, and they're always developing stuff. Beerescued.com. We want to thank them for being our sponsor here. On uh, Radio Dad. Before we get to our first guest, Stefan Land, for Faith of a Child and Other Stories of Being a Dad, I just wanted to pass this along to you. We are fans here at the Austin Family Compound of classic television shows. And I'm talking about stuff even before, say, the 80s, 70s, 60s. We go way back into sometimes the 50s when you can find uh, its corny humor but the birth of the situation comedy, I Love Lucy and all of that, is an interesting study. And if you can get the kids to get away from their uh, smartphones and uh, and uh, the tablets and the stuff like that and have a little family time watching one of these things, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's going to be uh, hard for them if you've never done it. But if you start off early... And get into it yourself. It's like listening to classical music after you've been listening to rock music forever. It's like, what is this elevator stuff? But classical music, even what we call classical music, is—you got to learn how to how to listen to it, right, and appreciate it. So anyway, uh, I listen to everything. But so we got into watching this show called "Father Knows Best" because I'm all about fatherhood, dadliness, right. And this, the title itself, I went, whoa, there's no way, and I've talked about this before, I think, too, there's no way that show would ever be made with that title today, because in our culture, we don't want Dad to know best. We want the the world to know but We want the the community to know, the community knows best. You know what I mean? Father knows best. So this is a traditional, you know, mom and dad and the kids, they had three kids, uh, all from teens down to just a, a little kid, and the stuff they got into. Now, granted, it is black and white. It is the 1950s. They have a, a little house, but it is beautiful little well-kept house. Mom wears a dress. It's all the corny stuff. Yeah, but haven't we lost some of that traditional stuff to our own detriment? Are we so enamored with the Kardashians and Cardi B and what's going on in Washington and all over the world and the stuff like that and the latest tweets and this and that that we've lost simplicity I think um I can go on a whole rant on that in fact, I probably already have but so just a little word of advice if you can dig it get into some of these old TV shows in fact i I I found this Jim Anderson plays the dad all right I forget the name of the actor who uh who played this guy, but they're all gone now they're all dead I think. Jim Anderson is the name of the character who is the dad, and he he has an insurance company that he owns. He goes to the office every day, wears a suit. You know, there's no casual Friday. The guy wears a, a felt hat, you know, and he comes home. and it, It's just cool. Sits down in front of his fireplace. Um, and so Jim Anderson, I thought we could do Jim Anderson's words of wisdom, because every episode— The thing is called Father Knows Best. Every episode, and you can find these on the web, Uh, you you just got to put yourself in that place and listen to every episode he has words of advice. For instance, this was one about snitching, all right, being a tattletale, which, yeah, you want your kids to let you know if things are going wrong, if someone's behaving wrongly, uh, what's going on out there, but... There is a a bad habit they could get into of being a tattletale, of being a—yeah, I hate to say snitch. The mob would say rat. What are you, a kind of rat? But— uh, there's a fine line there. So this was this was words of wisdom, and he always comes up with a way to teach the kids stuff. So anyway, just so uh, the kids were snitching on each other and tattletale and all that. Listen to this. This is from Father Knows Best. I've never heard such snitching and squealing and tattling on each other as I have in the last few days. Tattling can become a habit unless you do something to stop it. Now, I have an idea how you can break yourselves of it. We'll make a game of it. Now, I take it each of you wants $10. It's very simple. Now, whichever one of you does not snitch on the other for one whole week wins this $10 bill. I'm hoping that with a week of concentration, you will break yourselves of the habit. Okay. You see what I mean? It's, I just, uh, we've we've kind of enamored with the whole uh, corniness, but good base familiness of that show. Father knows best. I don't know. Check it out. Let's get to our first guest here on the Radio Dad Podcast this episode. Let's say you're a brand new dad or you're getting ready to be a dad and you're starting to wonder, how is my life going to change? What's going to happen to me? Or maybe, you know, you're all settled in. You've changed a diaper or two. You're uh, back on the routine, but things just aren't quite right. You feel a little resentful. Uh-huh, we got to talk about dad resentment. How weird is it to resent your own kid? Your own wife, your own family. With me right now is my friend Stefan Lanfer, who wrote the book "The Faith of a Child" and other stories of becoming a and and being a dad. Basically, uh, Stefan had a bunch of guys over, had chili, asked them a bunch of questions on what they were going through, and then kept up with what he went through as a dad. And Stefan, you actually had some resentment, I guess, in your life toward toward the wife or toward your child or both.
2: Hard to sort of the whole situation. Yeah,
1: is resentment a strong word here?
2: what's well, the word my wife used. and i i, I kind of dodged it at first when she asked me about it but then uh she kind of held to it and i Kind of unloaded and realized. In fact, I was feeling a little resentful.
1: Well, how did that manifest itself? How did it? How did come to realization? You didn't flip out or anything, did you?
2: No, you know, there's a lot of flavors of of anger, and my uh, flavor of choice is passive aggressive. So you kind of got to read below the surface.
1: What you're saying, though, is you didn't recognize it as such. It took someone outside of you to, you know, your wife, to really recognize and say, "Hey, you're kind of resentful."
2: It it was exactly that. I mean, we. How it's sort of. I mean, now we've got two kids. We look back at the time of when our first was born, and. And, and, I mean, you've got six, is that right? Yeah. So, you, I mean, one of one of the things you reflect on is, gosh, what babies we were ever complaining about having one. Yeah. I mean, how easy is that? But the reality is when you're in the thick of it and suddenly you go from zero to one and your time is not your own the way it was, you've got hardly any downtime, you're barely sleeping, you've got all these new responsibilities and obligations. And, and even though, I mean, the thing for me at the time when, when we had this, we called it our resentment check, Um, My wife was still on her maternity leave, so she was doing the lion's share of the work with our son. On top of that, I was still coming home, and there was dinner ready, and the house was not a disaster area, and the dog had been walked, and I don't know what it triggered me. Me being grumpy that particular night, if it was you know feeling like I hadn't been thanked or hadn't been acknowledged, and all the extra things I was giving to the situation, but but somehow she she caught it and said, you know maybe we should do a resentment check. And I said, oh what? So how do you get past it?
1: How did you how did you work through that? Obviously, it took both of you working together. But how did you get past it?
2: Really, it was, it was one of those things where once you talk about it, it's it's almost gone. There's sort of this open acknowledgement of gosh, all both of our lives have gotten a lot tougher. This is hard. We're both sleep deprived, but, man, it's so worth it, and we're at it together. And to, to have a chance to sort of say out loud to each other, you know, one, that it was hard, and two, thank you for all you're doing. Yeah. Because it's so easy to slip into these, this gear as parents of, I mean, you're working as a team. You have to collaborate and coordinate in and, and all these new ways, and, and yet somehow you can totally miss each other.
1: I've talked to a couple of doctors
2: about this kind of thing.
1: And they recommend that a brand-new dad, both brand-new parents tend to, obviously, they're focusing on the child. So you neglect your sleep, you neglect your own nutrition, and you neglect your exercise. Everything you do is about that child. And where the resentment comes from tends to be both... Mental and physical, because of chemistry in your body. So, have you changed any sort of exercise routine or diet or anything like that?
2: I think for us, it was mainly the lack of sleep. I mean, it's different <laughs> for every kid, but you know, our our kids were not good sleepers out of the gate, and so we're pretty sleep deprived for a while there.
1: Did you learn the uh, put the car seat on the washing machine on spin cycle routine yet, or dryer?
2: <laughs> haven't haven't had to resort to that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Kind of toughed it out as as a sleep deprived zombies for the first. 14 months with our son and at 9 months with our daughter.
1: Ah. If you ever get into it, then again, try it out. You you have to strap the uh, thing down so it doesn't shift around on top of the washing machine, but when there's a load of laundry to do, strap the car seat down and then put the baby in there and I guarantee you the <laughs> vibration puts them right to sleep. It's crazy.
2: Wow. Sounds tidbit. like I do not try this at home operation. It is,
1: kinda, and I, I uh, hesitate to tell certain people because it could probably get me in trouble.
2: <laughs> but you it works for sign me? A, sign, a, sign a disclaimer before they take your advice.
1: Maybe so. The Radio Dad uh, babysitting book probably shouldn't come out. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> uh, so resentment. So you're past the resentment. Everything's cool now, and you guys talked. It's, really, it's that stating of the problem, and uh, that pretty much just putting it out there in the middle and in the open gets you thinking about it, and it, it's pretty much done now.
2: For us, that was 90% of us getting there, yeah. yeah.
1: Stefan Landford uh, who is uh, hanging out in Massachusetts with his family? Two kids now, right, Stefan? That's right. Yeah, faith of a child and other stories of becoming and being dad. If you are expecting, or if you already have a couple, or just one, and uh, you want to kind of go through, it's an easy read, very quick read, and uh, darn fine book. We'll talk again, Stefan, Okay. Sounds good, Mike. Thanks. It's Stefan Land for uh, the Faith of a Child and other stories of becoming and being dad. He's an interesting cat. Just regular guy. Wrote down all of his experience, made a book out of it. Time for us to take a little break for our sponsor, BeRescued.com, this quote message. And then we're coming back with Dan Steenerson. Are you a wannapreneur? Would you love to be a dadpreneur? You want to have a successful business, support your family, have a lifestyle that you wish you could? You see how your friends have it and stuff? You just don't have that business sense. Dan's going to talk about being a wannapreneur. how turn that around. On the way next here on the Radio Dad Podcast. You know, we've talked for years about the Be Rescued, B. Propolis products from BeRescued.com here on Radio Dad. And that's because Be Rescued uses no antibiotics, no chemicals of any kind. That means the products you get from BeRescued.com are 100% pure and natural. But try it for yourself in the new year. From skin care products specially designed for men and women to uh, even toothpaste. You're going to love the bee Propolis products at BeRescued.com. Hey, welcome back to the Radio Dad Podcast. I'm Mike Austin. My thanks to you for downloading and for sharing this. Tell your friends about it. We have good dadly information. We have a pretty good time. And if you have an idea for a guest, let us know who uh, we could talk to, how to get a hold of them, and stuff. You can always find me at RadioDad.com. Let's get to our next guest. Daniel Steenerson's on the phone with us now. 32 years uh, executive-level career. He gives advice to folks in business. He's been on the CNN Money and Inc. magazine, Wall Street Journal, and he's on the phone with us now. Dan, thanks for uh, joining us here on Radio Dad.
0: My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.
1: So, yeah, so, wantapreneurs. I love the name wantapreneur, for one thing, because I guess not everybody with an idea is necessarily cut out to pursue that idea in business.
0: Yeah, that's that's right very often we find that there there it takes a special oh, a special person to really be an entrepreneur out now that being said Being in business for 30 years, I remember when there was a time a few decades ago where being an entrepreneur was not a good thing at all. However, with these few recessions that we've had over the last couple of decades, we're finding more and more opportunities for people to, to step forward into the ranks of entrepreneurialism.
2: Yeah,
1: they always say a bad economy is a great time to start a business. Why is that?
0: In many cases, it's a time when you're forced to start a new career or go down a new career path. And the reason for that is because many of the larger companies and medium-sized companies generally will lay off during a period of recession. So that does give somebody an opportunity to finally do something, although it's been motivated by somebody else pushing you in that direction, but maybe to finally do something that you've always had a hankering to do.
1: Yeah. Well, let, let me just start off by saying I respect business owners, small business people, guys with ideas who go out and uh, make the, take the risk and make the sacrifices, because that's the front lines right there.
0: Uh, if I can just uh, agree with you there, they really truly are the unsung heroes. These are the folks that are making it happen, providing the livelihood for their family, as well as providing opportunities for other employees or trading partners that they have. And my hats, uh, as well as your, my hats, are off to them as well.
1: So a dad who wants to be a dadpreneur, because I talk about this all the time. You got an idea, go for it. Get out there. Get going on it. But you're saying not everybody should do that.
0: I. I that's exactly what I'm saying. But that's in the same vein. It's not saying that everyone that has a desire to be in business for themselves is necessarily a deficiency. But what I'm saying is that there are some warning signs that you should be aware of and uh, 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 manage to those warning signs, uh, even though they're contrary to your your personality. Um, and I have a list of ten. If you like, I can dive right into that. Yeah, and let's find us
1: Well, I just wanted to pick a couple of big ones, because what I'm hearing you say is, you know, maybe you've got a couple of deficiencies here, so let's work on those and, uh, and get those out of the way and then see if your idea is going to work. One thing I like is y- y- you put in here, You have professional ADD. What is professional ADD?
0: Thanks. That's a great question. Thanks for asking. If you get bored or if you're frustrated easily and you're the type of person that likes going a new direction every 60 days or so, business ownership may may not be for you. You know, be, being an entrepreneur really requires laser focus. Going in and doing the same thing day in, day out, and achieving the business goals really does take time. It takes some persistence.
1: Yeah, I watch these guys like Richard Branson, who just seems to be just. I mean, every creative whim he has, he just goes crazy with, and they all seem to work for him. Isn't he an ADD type of? entrepreneur guy?
0: Well, I think, th- I think that he is, and I wouldn't disagree with that. However, you have to uh, take into consideration somebody that might be stepping out on their own as an entrepreneur is a whole lot different than somebody who is stepping out with an entourage behind them that is going to be able to pick up and clean up all the messes that are going to be made.
1: I, I, yeah. I, one of the big, uh, our favorite shows around here, we watch it as a family. In fact, we've come up with a home version of Shark Tank, And uh, it's just kind of fun to do, to watch these folks explain their idea. Maybe some of them have invested tons of money and worked on forever, and the sharks rip them apart and tell them why it won't work. And that kind of leads me into this. If you can't explain the steps of shoe tying, you may not be cut out to be an entrepreneur. What's that about?
0: Well, you know, really and truly tying a shoe is complicated, and so is running a business. But you have to be able to delegate some of those tasks to direct others. And what this means is you have to have the ability to take big ideas and break them down into easy, actionable steps for implementation. The fact of the matter is, is that great ideas are a dime a dozen. It's knowing how to implement those ideas that's a game changer.
1: What if you don't know how to implement those ideas? How are you going to make that dream a reality because you're saying work on those problems Well, what would be my work to figure that cuz I don't know a whole lot about anything be honest with you
0: your point is well made (laughs) from the standpoint is again if you if there is a deficiency that's that's uncovered as uh, you move into this area of of, uh, entrepreneurism Mm -hmm. well perhaps you can backfill that uh, deficiency by partnering with somebody yeah. or uh, maybe entering into a strategic relationship with another person that may be able to help out in those areas where you it's that aren't your strong suit yeah. you know perhaps you're a creative type and you really don't know much about accounting or marketing or sales that's okay if you can bring someone in to, either as an employee or as a counterpart to help you along uh, uh, along the way in order for it you know, you to advance your idea or your service that you're trying to provide to the buying public.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, because I, I have ideas probably about every ten minutes about stuff, and I'd be glad to share them with you. But uh, if you want to partner up, you send me fifty bucks, I'll get something started. Uh, Dan, I don't know if you're <laughs> no. Oh, all right, fine. Dan Steenerson's on the phone with us, and uh, his new book, your book, is Mastering the Middle Mile: A Unique Success Parable. What is what is that going to be about, Dan?
0: Yeah, it's all about. Uh, getting to the middle of your journey and just giving up. It's very much like a marathon. You start that marathon, the gun goes off, your adrenaline is gushing through your system, and you take off like a bat. And you're feeling good, you're feeling strong. But somewhere along the way, be it the 15th, 16th, 17th mile, it's very common to bonk or hit the wall, as these runners would say. And that's when you burn the most energy, that when you that's where you face the most challenge and i um, i make that uh, analogy to being an entrepreneur uh, or a business owner or even just somebody who is traveling uh, down a journey or down a, a path in, uh, towards their goals, but they get to a point where they bonk, and they're looking for different ideas on how to how to re-energize themselves and get back into the race and finish that race. Once we see the finish line, it gets easier, but it's just right there in the middle. it's That's the toughest. Yeah, I That's think, what that book is all about.
1: I'm looking forward to it. We'll look forward to that, and we'll keep in touch, because Mastering the Middle Mile, Unique Success Parable. I, I, I guess what you're saying before, if you've got an idea, you think you're a dadpreneur. And you want to get started. You want to tell the man that keeps writing your paycheck every day. You want to say, hey, you know what? I'm tired of getting up every morning and working for you. Here I go on my own. You've got to take a brutal, hard look at yourself, don't you, Dan?
0: Yeah, I I think you do. You have to take stock of your inventory, absolutely, and you have to take a look at what it is, how do you want to spend the rest of your life? Let's face it, we all have so many days available to us. How do you want to spend the rest of your life? Do you want to wake up one day when you're maybe retired and ask yourself, gee, I wonder what would have happened if I would have really pursued my dreams?
1: Yeah and if you Don't want you to retire you have to
0: make that decision.
1: You know what, I I tell my uh, I tell my a friend of mine who's uh, who's he's got about 3 or 4 businesses. I said, "You'll never retire." And that's a good thing. I think if you are in it for retirement, you're probably in to be an entrepreneur for the wrong reasons.
0: I I I abso- absolutely agree. Yeah. There you go.
1: Dan Steenerson, uh, it's been a pleasure. I just uh, I love talking business with guys who get it and guys like you who help other guys get a leg up and get started. And I think you're doing this from your heart. You can really, it it comes through. Thanks for being on. I appreciate it. You're being a part of uh, Radio Dad. Dan Steenerson, S-T-E-E-N-E-R-S-O-N. Dun, dun, dun. There, I just did a jingle for you. That'll be another uh, 150 (laughs) bucks. there I'll send you. (laughs) Uh,
0: I better hang up before I go broke. Fine. (laughs)
1: Dan, have a great day, buddy.
0: You too. Take care. Bye now.
1: And with that, we wrap up this edition of the Radio Dad Podcast. Mike Austin here. Again, tell your friends what we're doing here, having a good time talking about being a dad. Uh, We're on the web at radiodad.com, and we'll see you again next week here on the Radio Dad Podcast. Our thanks to BeRescued.com for sponsoring Radio Dad.